This is Dr. Holly Lucille's Mindful Medicine. Here's Dr. Holly Lucille. Hey there, mindful listeners. Thanks once again for spending some of your day with us. All right, ladies, and I would have to say perhaps gentlemen, you got to listen up. Here's a little background about today's show. Toxic chemicals in beauty products continue to prove harmful to our health. In fact, a recent study showed a link between hair dyes, okay, I'm pointing my finger out there and also at myself, and breast cancer. And (laughs) even with all this recent data, cosmetic regulations haven't been updated since the 1930s. So at this show, we are going to offer you an interview with Phyllis Ellis. She is the director and leading expert of the award-winning documentary called Toxic Beauty. It reveals life and death issues that have been kept in the shadows. So Phyllis, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Okay, so the opening sort of scene in Toxic Beauty, you come out saying, we ladies have to take care of ourselves. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Well, that you mean the, the, the archival vintage footage. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, when I first started developing the film, I had sort of two threads. One was the bedrock of Jacqueline Fox's audio deposition, which you hear throughout the film, the woman, um, that, uh, passed away with a, you know, because of talc. And then the other was, uh, I wanted to, um, look at, uh, ideas and impressions and uh, of of beauty from different um, generations, and so I think I had two or three hundred different excerpts, and that to me was um, sort of the way to start it all. Was you know sort of our perception of beauty, how we feel about ourselves, and what you know part of it is what has changed, but also the nod to what hasn't changed. So the regulations were put in place in 1936, 1938, and then this, um, this archival footage was from the same era. So maybe, maybe 10 years later. So it's a little bit, you know, we think we've come, you know, we've come a long way, baby, you know, the sort of, uh, the notion of that. And then we look at, you know, sort of what, you know, as women, you know, what does beauty mean? And, and, and it's not just, you know, what products are you doing? Actually, the next film I'm working on is, is why. So yeah, it's a great question. Nobody's asked me that question. I love that. Question. <laughs> well, yeah, because all right, so this particular documentary follows the class action lawsuit against Johnson and Johnson, and mm-hmm. the plaintiffs, right, with their personal yes. stories. And these are women fighting for justice in a race against time. So give us a little context. Because, you know, I have to say, and I think that this will be evergreen, because we are in the COVID crisis right now, when we're recording oh. this, and it's not going to go away. So people are going to remember this, we are writing history, the future is right now. And mm-hmm. I have to tell you, myself, and my, let's say, contemporaries, we are looking on Amazon for box color because, you know, beauty is an essential uh, right? operation. So all hairdressers and such are doing their due diligence and practicing physical distance and, and all of that stuff. So, you know, a lot of things come out in a crisis for folks, you know, sometimes ugly cries, sometimes, you know, emotions that you can't identify, <clears throat> and then sometimes vanity. And so 
I can tell you, everybody's talking about it. What am I going to do about my roots? How am I going to get my lowlights and highlights in? <laughs> no and kidding. So, no kidding. And nobody's, nobody's paying attention that this skin that we have is very permeable. And when we have, I mean, you go into a nail salon, you go into a hair salon, you can smell what's entering your body. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So give us a little context about this whole subject. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I want to be, you know, really aware and not, you know, kind of tone deaf with what everybody's going through right now. And did I ever think I'd be talking about a, a film that I did in the middle of a global pandemic? Probably not. Like if you'd done a list of a hundred things you would experience talking about <laughs> sure. the film, it, that would have not even have been in the top 100. Um, but I, I think... You know, there's there's awareness and, you know, you can't unknow what you know. So what I've learned and what, you know, all the experts in the film um, showed us, um, you know, I don't think it's about beauty shaming. I always tell the story, you know, people always ask me, what's your clean beauty routine? And I say, oh, you know, uh, I'd like to look in the mirror every day and say, I look pretty good without anything which is a crock of crap because then I try to find my non-toxic mascara and my lipstick. And I had a, I had a screening in London, England, and I decided in the process of all this that I was going to let my hair go. And then I had these roots. And then three days before I went to London, I thought I can't go to London looking like this. And I put $300 of toxic chemicals on my hair and I look like a million bucks, which is, Absolutely, it's toxic, and I don't think it's about beauty shaming, and I don't think it's about saying, you know, we have these, you know, standards of beauty. I think Dr. Amizota says it's really well in the film. You know, we have to change these beauty norms so women don't have to choose between their health and trying to look beautiful based on these standards, but then we also have to look at what is in our products. And right. You know, and why aren't they being regulated more? And why aren't it, it, they being regulated? Yeah. But in the, in the moment, in the moment, like the first thing you asked me, you know, in this moment when, you know, we're all looking at our roots and my girlfriends and I are all laughing, you know, well, people are going to know what we really look like after we come <laughs> yeah. out of, out of um, uh, and why that's funny and why, you know, you buy a box of root ketchup because you don't even want to look at yourself. You know, all of those pressures and what it all means. But I think, you know, it might be a time when we look at, you know, what's in the product and make other choices. I think this might be a good time to look at that. And as as women, as men, as mothers, you know, with young children, you know, we know. I mean, I am not a scientist, a researcher, an epidemiologist. And, you know, an advocate, I'm more of an activist now because, you know, like I said, you can't unknow what you know. Sure. But we, we know, we know that chemicals and toxicants and carcinogens are in our personal care and our cosmetics. I'm not saying every single thing we use, but we know that the word fragrance and perfume have 100 and 200 chemicals. Some of those are dangerous. We know that um, talc is causally linked to ovarian cancer, mesothelioma, but it's not just baby powder. Talc is talc. There are 2,000 sure. products that contain talc, dry shampoo, powders, eyeshadows, and all of those contain what 
the World Health Organization and other countries have deemed as uh, a possible carcinogen. And I think that, you know, if we're, if we're thinking about shit, you know, I, I've got to eat properly. My doctor said to take more zinc. We have this, you know, dangerous virus that, you know, is, is making everybody extremely worried. Um, and that maybe it is a, a time when we can look at, you know, what we're, what we're actually putting on our bodies. It's you know absolutely this is a time where you've got some time to do other things and and learning something new is on the top of my list um, and learning about taking a look taking a pause and being mindful this is what this show is all about right mindful medicine can we open up absolutely. our minds and yeah. and start thinking about things and you know there's denial what do they say it's just not a river in e- e- Egypt um, like I no, know no, exactly exactly I and know I yeah. Yes. I, you know, I am aware. I have worked with EWG, which is environmentalworkinggroup.org for years. I have taught my patients about their cosmetic database where you can, Mm -hmm. you know, understand. And, you know, do I have some name brand, not, you know, eco-friendly, toxic, (laughs) non-toxic makeup in my little box? I do. And it's just, it's interesting to me because, you know, it, it, you know, what I've seen in the last decade as far as environmental medicine, it's not like a Chernobyl exposure or, um, you know, back when Silkwood was totally. on or something like that. It is the <laughs> everyday sort of accumulative exposure that yeah. we get here, there, and everywhere. I mean, and so it's the body burden and certainly mm-hmm. makeup because it's right on our skin. It's like, you know, Red Rover, Red Rover, let the toxins come in. It's crazy, but... This is something that we really need to pay attention to. Yeah, I think it's 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 that's a great point too because it and that's why one of the reasons why um, we used the um, uh, baby powder um, ovarian cancer story sort of as a bedrock because right. what I came to learn from the great scientists, doctors, epidemiologists, oncologists, gynecologists, everybody that. I had the privilege of spending time with, not to mention women that were at the end of their life because of a lifetime use of a personal care product and who passed away, too passed away before I ended, I, I finished the film, um, uh. was that this, this happens over time. So cancer often doesn't happen overnight. So one of the, um, what, we, what we know is that um, little bits of, for example, talc, that is in your, the tissue accumulates and causes cancerous growths and, and, and eventually ovarian cancer. So we know that if you start 20 years ago, and we'll see one of the reasons why sort of my, my entry point into the film was I was an Olympian and I used baby powder like heroin, you know, every day, 20 times a day for 10 years. And when I called Dr. Dan Kramer, who, um, is was sort of the first um, scientist researcher OBGYN that um, linked uh, uh, the use of talc and found talc in the tissue of his ovarian cancer patients in 1982. Um, he sort of and had a meeting with J and J and said, "Hey, you know, you might want to put a warning label here," and they didn't. When I called Dan and said, "You know, this is what I want to do. This is the film I want to make." And I told him my story. He said, well, you should really get your tissue tested because you're high risk. 
then I got scared. Then I thought, well, what else? If if the most trusted brand in the world is causally linked to ovarian cancer, what else are we using that could potentially cause us harm? Because when I started this, I did I knew nothing, and so it was three years. It took us three years to make the movie. And, um, you know, three years of research and um, meeting extraordinary people sort of, you know, brought us to. And then we sort of looked at, you know, well, how can it be possible that big industry, multi-billion dollar pharmaceutical and cosmetic personal care industry can put carcinogens, chemicals and toxicants in products? Well, oh, I know, because nobody's telling them that they to stop. Right. So then we they look can. at regulations. Yeah. They do it because they can. And, you know, I think it's important to note in my sort of, I would say, lay opinion. I mean, I do know a lot about environmental medicine just because the last 10 years my patients have been yeah. uh, more exposed, or I would say suffering more from the exposure because. In practicing naturopathic medicine, it's pretty cool. Sometimes you clean up somebody's diet, get them what they might have been missing as far as the foundational yep. fundamentals, and some symptoms just abate. Like, and I'm not being um, trite about it whatsoever, but it's been harder and harder because I've got these deep autoimmune issues, and it's like, what the heck is happening? And when it comes right down to it, the more that I test, in fact, you know, we think about what are obstacles to cure? This body has this amazing ability to heal. What's in the mm-hmm. way? And when you get in there with all of the sort of cutting edge sophisticated testing, whether it's mycotoxins, mold, whether it's, Mm -hmm. you know, phthalates or Mm -hmm. solvents, um, that's what's in the way. So you detox the body from it. And guess what? The body can do its thing and heal. And so, but they do it, as you said, because they can, there are no regulations. No. And, and, um, you know, it's sort of right across the board. It's, it's, you know, when you look at any other industry, you look at, um, you know, even Dark Water, Mark Ruffalo's latest film, you sure. know, you look at all the industries that are regulated, how is it possible that the cosmetic and personal care industry is not regulated? Um, you know, I kind of liken it, I make, you know, because I, I tried, you know, for the FDA and the cosmetic industry review and all these places and and J and J and everybody to talk to me about, you know, you know, I'm happy to, to look at a balance here, but I don't want to create a false balance, you know, and um, which is always a difficult thing in, in journalism and looking at, uh, you know, sound science rather than science paid for by industry. And, um, but then, you know, you also look at, you know, what are, um, the outcomes from, I don't even know, I, I've lost my train of thought. That's okay. We might need to do some I, environmental testing on you and see what's yeah, in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. No, but I, I think that one of the the great things that Dr. David Michaels said, that's where I was going, was, um, you know, chemicals are not like people. They're not innocent until proven guilty. So the whole idea of epidemiology is a precautionary principle. If there is a possibility that something could be, could cause cancer or could, even in one person, why use it? And so what's happened to this industry over, uh, you know, 100 years or however long is that um, obviously it's less expensive to use a certain chemical to preserve a product. I mean, obviously nobody wants 
parasites or, you know, anything dangerous in the products that, that we use. But it's also the number of products we use. We see the, you know, the body burden accumulation of using sure. 12 to 15 to 20 products. Yeah. You know, you might have lost your train of thought because I interrupted myself in my train of thought because what I was starting to say when I got on my little rant was, I think from a lay perspective, the these chemicals that are most toxic are actually used by the manufacturer so they, these products have a longer shelf life, right? So less Absolutely. waste. And it makes the manufacturing process uh, slicker, easier, uh, quicker, and I would say less expensive. So the profit margins are there. And so there's incentive not to do this, not to fight hard for a cleaner product that's going to be better for the humankind, better for our environment, better for Mother Earth and all that. There's no incentive to do it because, as you said, we can certainly point the finger at the product, but I think we have to look deeper at who's making the product. And then, well, that, that's, where just, I was, that's where I was going. Go ahead. We can say regulations, but but you know, it's sort of a combination. But it's also, you know, when you go to, um, you know, uh, doubt is the product. David Michaels wrote that book, and that was the slogan for the tobacco industry. They weren't selling cigarettes. They were, you know, eventually they were selling doubt. Then they were selling, you know, that, it, you know, cigarettes would make us smarter and cooler and sexier and all of the rest of it. So we also have to look at what is motivating us to buy 27 products and, you know, being fully aware that there is no anti-aging cream that will anti-age. It's genetics, sleep, don't smoke, um, you know. A little bit, you know, you don't have to drink 72 glasses of water a day. That's all promoted by, you know, the water, bottled water industry. There, there's <laughs> so many things that, you know, that we're doing and we're purchasing because somehow with cosmetics and personal care products and, and sort of the beauty industry in, in general, um, you know, you know, thigh gaps are treated as evidence of self-control. Every time clear skin is assumed to be a manifestation of something calm-minded for products that we purchase. Every time L'Oreal chides women to choose a brand of wrinkle elixir to help erase this visible evidence of smiles and sun and life itself because we're worth it. All of those things also play into the reason why we per, why we're using 25 products now really you, you know philippa darbra who's one of the subjects in the film was speaking in in london england when i was there and she you know the audience was there and a young woman stood up at the back and she said i don't know what to do and she said well none of you will believe me but and she went and pointed around the room your curly hair is perfect your wrinkles are fabulous your skin tone is awesome you're this, you're that. And she went around the room and really people were crying. And she Aww. said, you're all, you're all beautiful. You won't believe me. But all you need is if you want to use shampoo a little bit with no, no fragrance, no nothing in it, baking soda and, you know, to, salt to brush your teeth, coconut oil or some sort of oil if you want to put something on your skin, boom. That's really all you need. And she works closely with the link between... Um, parabens and deodorant and breast cancer. So, and has been doing it for 14 years. And when she first started doing it, you know, people said she was crazy. So I think, you know, there's sort of two things that we look at. And I think in the film, if people had to have a chance to see the film, I think it's 
It's on iTunes and Amazon, and I think it's on Stars at the end of April. Ah, um, great. That was going to be my next question. Where? Because I think awareness is the, well, awareness and then repeated awareness is, and right? a repeated exposure to awareness is the first step. And then being able to search. And I, I want to just mention it again, and maybe you will, the ewg.org. Folks, you can go there. It's a good resource. Check it out. Clean uh, 15 Dirty Dozen. And then also this cosmetic database. They also have good sunscreen. Once again, sunscreen is something that we put all over our body. And that our skin is very permeable. And that is an entryway for these toxins. Um, so great. Oh, we can yeah. find this documentary. It's called mm-hmm. Toxic Beauty. Yeah. Final words for us. Um, this has been, I mean, thank you for your work, for your insight, for your bravery, for these, you know, lovely women that have suffered. And there's a lot to learn. There's a oh. lot to unpack. It's how we feel about ourselves, our, you know, mm-hmm. what drives us to buy 26, 27, 28 products and make up every <laughs> single part of our body and cover up every single part of our face and all of this stuff. Right. And then we have... And our bodies. Yes, and, and our, our bodies. bodies too, you know? And we've got to look at the um, industry itself, and then also um, the government, because that's, you know, it's, it it can start, it can start there. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's just looking at our world in a different way. I think people know, I believe anger is collateral right now. I think we're, you know, I live in Canada, but I think all over North America, we're looking at our leaders and going, huh, And, and, huh. And, and what, and, 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 you know, at this very difficult time for everyone and, and, and a time of also coming together, um, I, I, again, you know, thought, geez, do people really want to talk about the film today? And then I thought, well, it's also a time of sharing. And it's also a time when it's nice to talk about something else for an hour. And it's also nice to talk about something that you can actually do something about. I marinated my kids in 1,4-Dioxin in Johnson's Baby Shampoo. Um, I used to call it a neglectomatic. I'd put a big, you know, bathtub and I'd sit on the toilet and read a book just to have an hour to myself. I just kept putting water in and bubbles. And, (laughs) you know, my kids are 30 and 25 now. And I look at you know, what is what, you know, what is the contribution to anxiety? What is the contribution to um, a tension deficit disorder and all kinds of things that are linked to endocrine disruption and chemicals? And, 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 you know, so it's like what you were saying at the very beginning, what are all these things, you know, linked to, but I do think it's a time, especially as women, when we're, we're able to say, wait a second here, like full stop. What we know we can do is we can, once we put pressure on companies, when we don't buy the products, they worry. They'll change something if we don't buy them. I think don't buy anything with fragrance that says fragrance or parfum on it. I think that's a great place to start. Great. That's a great um, tip. It's a great, it's just a great place to start because people get overwhelmed. You know, I don't know what to do. (laughs) And I think that's a, it's a really good place to start. Well, and if you're overwhelmed looking at the label and you can't pronounce most of the words, then maybe that's another place that you could avoid. That's another, it, no, totally. And I think, you know, I don't know, like, um, I'm not here to endorse, you know, clean, green, organic. Cause we also have to be careful with that, those words and, and brands sure. that attest to that. But if you do your research, go on, go on the apps as you suggested, 
measure, you know, measure them up and see, you know, how they score. It's a, it's a great place to start. It's not perfect, but it, but it's a, it's, it's a, it's a resource, you know, EWG, um, Think Dirty, um, uh, a campaign for safe cosmetics out in California, uh, breast cancer partners, breast cancer prevention partners. There's all yeah. kinds of great resources. And I'm just a filmmaker. These people have been working in the space for years and years and years. So I'm really thankful that I, you know, I have this opportunity to talk to you about it. Great. Phyllis Ellis, thank you so much. And then you can go, folks, to the website, which is ToxicBeautyDoc, that's D-O-C dot com. Phyllis, keep it up. Um, stay safe. Stay sane. Um, I would say I'm trying to make sure everybody understands it's physical distancing and it's actually social engagement. We just have to get a little creative about it. And what talking to you was certainly one way to bond. And I really appreciate your time. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great day and stay safe. All right. You too. And listeners, thanks so much once again for being here and we will see you next time.